Hi, everybody, and welcome to the TJ Podcast, the monthly podcast of TrainingJournal.com and of TJ Magazine, the only magazine dedicated to L&D in the UK. I'm John Kennard, editor of TJ, and I'm joined for the last time in 2017 by my co-host, Joe Cook. Joe, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Looking forward to Christmas. Uh, looking forward to actually kind of just having a reflect back on our TJ year so far. Yes, that's what this podcast is all about. We're not going for the structure that we, uh, we've we done for the last few months. We're just going to kind of think about 2017, whether it's been a, a good year, a bad year, pick out some highs and lows. So on that front, Joe, how's how's your year in L&D been in 2017? Oh, busy. Busy, busy, busy. But in a, I always say being busy is a good problem to have. I think it's been really great. Most of you know that I run, run my own company. I've been expanding that. And that's been absolutely huge. Um, we've done lots more stuff on TJ. Um, we've moved into some newer areas. And you, know, you and I working together has been new in 2017. And that's been, I must say, pretty awesome. So uh, all sorts of good stuff. It's difficult to pick out, uh, pick out the lows. Have you got any have you got any particular kind of, uh, you know, things that you'd like to improve upon this year to uh, to use a kind of a, an, in, an, an interview cliche or a appraisal cliche? Have you got any things you'd like to improve on next yeah. year? If I was a Christmas animal, what animal would I be? What would I improve on next year? I think, you know, is it my actual appraisal that we're doing on a podcast, John? <laughs> well, I didn't want to tell you, but uh, <laughs> new policy. <laughs> So what would I improve on next year? I think the, I mean, we're doing a survey from training journal readers and viewers and everyone. And some of the early responses we're getting from that is, is A, really awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for the the really positive stuff and stuff that we're going to continue doing. But to answer your question. I think one of the key bits of feedback we've had about the training journal webinars is that they should be more interactive. And, and I was kind of, yeah, for those of you not watching video, because well, we're not going to put video out there because John hasn't got his makeup on um, and I haven't had a shave. Yeah, it's a bit of a wow kind of facial expression from John. But I think that's a really interesting point is we think they're interactive, but somebody saying that obviously thinks different and maybe other people do as well. So we always do encourage people to come along early and connect their audience so that they can get involved so maybe I need to promote that more or do something different you know I don't ever use things like polls in the webinar so maybe I could do that so you know I thought they were interactive but that's one big thing that I would have a look at yeah I mean the survey we will be talking a lot about the survey but I promise you this isn't a podcast just to plug the survey but it is an interesting (laughs) point that you when you get feedback from uh, these things you want to kind of you want to address as many of them as possible but uh, you need you need quite a few responses i'd say to really believe that it's a point that you should address that it's it has enough weight behind it and enough people consider it a, a, a problem or a, an opportunity to improve rather than just one person's rant but but that that is astonishing to me that that uh, your, the webinars need to be more interactive because i think they're the most interactive webinars i've you know i've ever been a part of so but there's always room for improvement so that's Absolutely. good yeah. And I think in terms of, you know, you mentioned kind of lows of the year, as you say, it's really hard when you've had a great year to kind of think of those lows. But the only thing that I could think of was actually related to 
the webinars again, actually, but not not directly. It was about the lack of registrations we had on the business skills webinar that we did. And I mean, I ranted to you (laughs) off podcast and then we did a slightly nicer version on podcast of just saying, well, you know, everything that I see and talk about and discuss with people and, and when I'm doing training and conferences and speaking and all of these things, it's the largely we struggle with this area. Even when I was speaking in Online Educa Berlin and I said, oh, I'm preaching to the converted about all these skills that we need. And everybody's kind of nodding and going, yes, yes, yes. But then the questions afterwards are, how do I do X, Y and Z, which is the real nitty gritty of how do I actually do the business skills stuff? So I think that's that's. I can't it's a bit of a difficult thing to call it a low really but it's an interesting point of the year that we had a lack of registrations there and just how can we help people with their business skills even if it doesn't sound like the sexiest thing on earth but it's probably an important thing but then I do believe that immediately after that we had a a high in terms of registrations so it really is up and down and I think something that we're going to have to improve on next year is is working out a proper bulletproof strategy for promoting the webinars because we found that certain things work really really well and then another month we'll do the same thing and it won't so we've really got to keep tabs on on uh, on how best to sort of engage the audience up front before the webinars happen yeah well if we do that we can write a book we can sell a course we'll be we'll be millionaires this time next year john if we can work out that magic formula Perfect. Sounds very only fools and horses. But um, so I've got uh, I've written down some highs and lows. Uh, my highs starting at TJ, of course, mid February uh, is when I started, and I've uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed being back in in uh, L and D. Uh, when I uh, reflect on this in a piece upcoming, which is the uh, top ten most popular features of the year. Joe, you're featured in there. The the piece you did about Maslow's hierarchy of needs from, oh, yes. from off the back of our uh, L&D on trial, which has also been a high of mine. I've really, really enjoyed that yeah. section of the podcast. It's been really fun. From more of a job-related point of view, getting the podcast listed on iTunes was quite a big thing. Also, several of our pieces over the year have been have made the front page of Google News, which has been really important and mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of getting people to to engage with tj's content which has been great lows it's again it is difficult you cutting your hours to focus on your own business selfishly <laughs> that's one of my how lows dare i yeah how dare you work on your own business so that's you know that's uh, i'm really glad it's going well but that's um you know you've got a lot of things to do oh. also and i don't know this is quite a generalized point and there haven't been a great deal of these this year although i think there have been some but mergers and acquisitions always kind of makes me a bit wary of where the industry's going when um mm. when that sort of thing happens you've got the bigger players in the market swallowing up more interesting ones it's it makes total business sense for whoever's doing the acquisition whoever's making the acquisition but um from a competition point of view and from a you know from a diversity point of view or diversity of opinion point of view i don't think it makes particularly great business practice mm. and even though it's not in any way related to L&D, uh, Disney's recent acquisition of, of 21st Century Fox over the last few days has, has got yeah. people on podcasts that I listen to that are film-related uh, up in arms about what that means for you know various titles and the direction of these studios. And you can apply that same kind of apprehension to uh, to L&D when the same thing happens in, in uh, learning and development. Yeah. Although saying that, running a small business that somebody offered lots of me lots of money, yeah, I'd be quite happy with that. <laughs> I don't mind about the monopoly. They can have the monopoly as long as I can retire. <laughs> of course, of course. I, I mean, it makes it makes a lot of sense. But uh, there are many sides to uh, to these things, of course. Yes. So let's move on to actually, we'll have a break there. 
Break for a sting. Okay, let's talk about themes. Uh, there's there's always technology and and prevailing ideas which which become popular. They gather momentum. Some people pass them off as fads. Some of them yeah. stay. How's your 2017 been in that respect? Have you pulled out any kind of themes that you've heard at conferences and have been in prevailing social media conversation, that sort of thing? Yeah, there's always various different things depending on which circle you're in and who you're speaking to. So a big one has been micro-learning, uh, ironically. And um, and actually, there was a company, and I don't have the story to hand, so I'm not going to name any specifics, but there was a company that tried to register the trademark micro-learning recently. So that caused a really big discussion, uh, literally in the last month or so, through LinkedIn and, and various other social media platforms. Now, the detail is a bit more... Um, around the fact that they didn't go for the the TM part of it. So we can all still use the word micro learning, don't panic. It was another type of trademark they've done. You'd need to, to it's the Circle R logo. Um, so you need to look up in detail about that. So it's interesting that um, an L&D company wanted to try and trademark it um, and go from there. So it's obviously a very popular term and therefore a popular uh, concept. Obviously, the technology stuff around artificial intelligence and virtual reality has absolutely exploded this year. And I find that really interesting, especially when I then look at, you know, a very specific part of technology that I focus on, which is the virtual classroom and webinar stuff. It's not a big, sexy topic in terms of conference speaking and, and stuff like that. But it's one that people really struggle with. So then you apply that to something that's important now and the other technologies you've got around that e-learning, um, social groups, you know, the research that Good Practice did that highlights those things. People are still struggling with some of the basics, even though some of the bigger themes around things like virtual reality that is real for some and for others is still just a million miles away. So it depends on the circles that you're in. What have my themes of the year been? From looking at the most popular articles on TJ, there's there's very much a, a cerebral kind of angle to things uh, around psychology, around neuroscience, around the, the human side of uh, learning and development as well. Mm. I was very impressed with, even before I saw her talk, when I interviewed her for the work we're doing with the e-learning network, but Dr. Rebecca Gordon's keynote at ELN Connect, I thought was fantastic. And it seemed like a really interesting booking for a technology and a, certainly an e-learning focused conference have someone talking about literally the learning at a neurological level so i've seen quite a lot of that around of course ai bots automation scare stories have been pretty rife in the news i'd say mm-hmm. we've talked about them a lot or either i've talked about them a lot and ar and vr i think they're at the stage at the moment where they make a good news story there's not there's some practical application but there certainly isn't any widespread adoption so if we're going to move on to next year, maybe, then that's something we could possibly see as more companies going for working with AR and that sort of thing. Yeah, and our webinar in February actually is around virtual reality and how we can utilise it. And I've seen, I'm no expert on it, but certainly in kind of the conferences that I've been to and the conversations I've been having, there's some really good examples where people are using it as it should be used and saving money and improving the experience people have for performance at work. Okay, so moving on to the final section, we're going to talk about uh, what's going on around Christmas and also a bit about next year. First up, we've got the TJ Wow Christmas webinar on Thursday. What have we got to look forward to? 
Yes, we have a virtual Christmas party for everyone to come along to. It doesn't matter whether you're bar humbug or not very religious. It's more of an excuse to get together, have a bit of L&D fun. Debbie has convinced me to do uh, the caption competition, which went down pretty well last year. So, John, sorry, I'm going to have to dig out some of the funny photos of you and me, uh, which is pretty much all of them. I'm sorry. We will reflect back on the year. We'll look into next year. We'll play a couple of games. So it's always really good fun. We're around L&D. It's a bit of networking as well. It highlights how webinars can be different. Um, and it's a bit of a Christmas theme as well. So do come along Thursday morning, 10am UK time for a bit of fun to wrap up the year nicely. Cool. Looking forward to it. I'll be there. I'll be spending the entire webinar trying to convince everyone that Die Hard's a Christmas film. It uh, is. It so is. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Done. And then next year we've got a busy year. We've got the main thing to talk, well, to focus briefly on hopes for 2018. I hope we get some good survey results because that will inform pretty much everything we do for the next few months uh, with TJ. What content we're going to focus on, if we're going to make any changes to the site and stuff. So I'm really uh, excited to get the results of that back in. But we've got a, a fairly packed year theme-wise next year. Joe, what are the first few uh, webinars next year all about then? So as you say, we've got multiple themes each month, which will be really interesting. January is about the digital learning landscape and Brexit, but also onboarding. And that's what our webinar is going to be focusing on. Uh, how can L&D support new arrivals in order to deliver immediate performance? February, again, another interesting one, leadership and management, collaboration and virtual reality is the topic we're going to be talking about there. Is it really going to help people learn? And then in March, education, skills, knowledge and performance and neuroscience and learning. And we're going to focus there on which neuroscience research can help us design in L&D. Cool. Looking forward to it. And then, Joe, more generally about 2018, what do you what do you hope for L&D, what are your hopes for next year, personally, for the industry itself? Mm, personally, uh, for TJ, I hope it's about getting in those good survey results and giving people what they really want so that we can increase how useful we are to people. I think we're useful already and we certainly get good feedback on that, but it's it's making that more imperative for them. Uh, for me personally, obviously, it's going to be developing and building my business a bit more. We've done a lot of groundwork, so it's actually time to scarily do something next year and launch some stuff. So uh, that will be kind of interesting. And hopes for the industry. I think I think like any industries there's always a lot of huff and puff and there's always a lot of talk about things and I hope that we can just kind of wade through that actually get down to kind of how can we help people who are in different places in their career and different uh, places in their journey of what they're learning and just keep doing all that good stuff beyond the survey I've also got some work to do around Facebook uh, and to get on top of how Facebook are reaching their audience because uh, we've got a good sized following on Facebook and uh, I think I can be doing a bit more to uh, reach people in uh, that particular network so that's my personal thing for the industry I'm not really sure I mean the the, the topics we've got coming up webinar based and uh, wider for the magazine as well I think are really really fascinating the first few months so mm -hmm. I'm interested to see particularly what comes out of uh, things like the virtual reality webinar because it's still in its nascent stages uh, and yet it's more accessible and more people understand it better than they ever have. So hopefully that can provide some proper application to what people are doing in their work. All sounds good. Well, Merry Christmas, John, and Merry Christmas to all of our readers. And we'll look forward to seeing you in a, and having a brilliant 2018. See you next year.